Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we will discuss the major scandal that's rocking the royal family right now, which somehow, believe it or not, does not involve Meghan Markle. If anyone can bring her into this somehow, we will. So we'll, we'll wait to get to that and break down what's going on with Kate and William and the kind of biggest news out of the UK last week. We will also discuss Josh's visit to Tracy Anderson's new studio in New York, where Gwyneth Paltrow made her presence felt in a very unusual way. I'm just excited to hear about an event that didn't involve you wearing your suit. I know. I almost accidentally showed up to this like workout celebration in in a suit, and then that would not have been appropriate. Also, we'll be talking about some odd Brangelina news. But first, I think we have now made it clear that it's a mandate that we quickly check in on Big Little Lies. Also, we have some gossipy sort of item to discuss, too, related to the show, uh, related to Reese Witherspoon and Nicole. But Julie, did you see last night's episode yet? Boy, did I see it. And I have to say that Laura Dern's husband actually took off his transition lenses at one point when their daughter, Amabella, or what's her name? She's kind of a crazy name. Amabella. Love it. Yeah. Amabella is like confessing that some classmate abused her. Like the husband actually takes off his transition lenses, I guess, to show like the gravity and seriousness. I was, guess I, I was about to say, matter. I guess that's how you can gauge how serious a matter is if he's willing to forego the transition lenses. But I'm still hung up on the transition lenses. Like they have to come into the plot somehow. Like at some point he's like thrust from pitch black into like the bright sun. <laughs> and then tra- because he has on his transition lenses, he's able to like immediately adjust to the light change. I don't know. I'm really hoping that somehow that's like the key to the whole Shailene Woodley like murder mystery and that you end up being, I don't know, the champion and like websites write stories about you for being on this. 
I also told Josh that from now on, every time I have to go out and see someone... <laughs> oh, yes. I, this, this is my favorite. Julie snapped me, and I screenshotted the snap, which is how you know it's good. <laughs> is She said, from now on, her metric for... What was it? How dressed up you're going to... How, how much effort you're going to put into like, going out to meet someone or like go to a right. party. I'm going to consider who I'm meeting and decide whether they are deserving of the Shailene, the Reese, or the Nicole. The Shailene being like I just tie my greasy hair up in like a don't shower like maybe smear some potato chips (laughs) over your face before you head out yeah I don't even blot the oil off my face and I I like zip up my hoodie the Reese is like I don't know maybe some very conservative clothing that I wear to work maybe what I wore to work that day and then the (laughs) The Nicole Nicole, which is like I don't even know. It's the full, like, I'm dotting concealer all over myself in the car before meeting, like, have my hair professionally blown out. And, like, some very tasteful but, like, sensual garment, you know, like a robe that's kind of sheath-like or something, you know? Right. I go to Bloomingdale's, (laughs) buy something I can't afford at all, keep the tag on, wear it out, and then come back and return it. But it was worth it. Worth it for the thrill. Wait, Josh, what did you think of the episode last night? I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> I love the Nicole Kidman therapy scenes. I was almost brought to tears. I think that needs a Really? <laughs> See, I feel like you and I are watching different shows. <laughs> I thought Reese Witherspoon's sex scene with Adam Scott was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever watched. <laughs> also, I was like waiting so patiently to get a text from you that never came about Shailene Woodley driving while smoking that blunt or whatever. Because I just thought you would love it so much. But... I heard nothing, so I guess it didn't register for you. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I have to go back and watch it a second time. Okay, but we need to talk, though, about... So as I was about to sit down to watch the show, I see the Daily Mail post a story that you had already been on. You saw it before me claiming that Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman are having this big behind-the-scenes feud. And this was very upsetting to me because say what you will, and Julie will say it. (laughs) There's a lot about this show that maybe, you know, whatever... But it's the reason Nicole relationship. You can't even say it. Whatever. (laughs) The reason Nicole relationship is so good, and they seem to be getting along so well. And then I was so devastated to see this Daily Mail story, which basically says that Reese is upset with Nicole for not promoting Big Little Lies enough, and that all the times that she was supposed to do interviews for HBO, she was using it to talk about Lion, which she was nominated for the Academy Award for. And it's a kind of specific feud point which makes me feel like there might be something to it you know what i mean like for that to be the reason that reese is mad at her feels kind of like it could be true you know right how likely do you think it is that they're actually feuding i think it's pretty unlikely just because reese has spoken so much about loving being part of it like an all-female cast and everything i just love the line in the report (laughs) where it said the daily (laughs) do you have it Oh, no. I know exactly what you're going to say, though. But I know it from yeah. memory. It says, I might have this slightly wrong, but Reese is saying now that they should have just cast some random instead of Nicole in that part. And it was like, that's the exact terminology they used, some random. Some random. <laughs> I love that so much. But also, I don't know. I don't no think way it's that, Yeah, I don't think that's true. Like, one of the big selling points, especially in the lead up to the release, was about how this was like this all-star cast. You have so much star power because you have Reese, you have Nicole, you have Laura Dern, you know, Alexander Skarsgård. It's very <laughs> um, generous. <laughs> and, and, and I feel the idea that, like, 
they would have cast quote unquote some random like you or me <laughs> what if i was uh, playing nicole kidman's part? oh my gosh in my dreams i wish i could will that into my dreams in, like tonight. an abusive like, relationship with ugly miss Garsgard. <laughs> but like it just doesn't feel right to me i agree i, I actually don't think it's true i think they're just fine well, I hope, like, God knows we need them to be fine because we need a second season. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. Because there's only one. Is there more books? Not in the same series. As maddening as the show is, I just want it to continue on <laughs> until the end of time. Yeah. Like, there are not enough murder mysteries that can happen in this beautiful coastal town. Wait, last question. What do you think of Reese's relationship with the director of the Avenue Q and the whole car? accident plot that came out of nowhere to me that really came out of nowhere i had a hard time remembering if that was in the book but i think she should leave adam scott and go for him and go for him i think he's kind of the hotter commodity after they're like comically unsexy (laughs) they have they they have (laughs) my headphones are like falling (laughs) off because i'm so traumatized by this whole conversation but yeah i thought their sexual chemistry was really good i thought actually I know. And like, and I just feel like even in the when she went to the hospital to visit, I was feeling that. But Reese has to really strategize this out, though, because she needs to hold on to that house. So I don't know how she divorces <laughs> and gets her side piece and the house all at the same time. She has to fi- figure out If anyone can do it, it's multitasker Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> but I also want to shout out to our coworker Britt, who also watches the show, and he said he wants to follow Reese's daughter, the younger daughter, on Apple Music. Oh my gosh, music is a big element on the show. Gosh, I'm like right. writing an eighth grade term <laughs> paper, but but it's it's just funny because the daughter's always playing these songs that like I guess are dad kind of rock type songs that like I don't know what they are, but she's supposed to but have who's this. Like, Right. Who is the seven-year-old girl, girl who has who like... This, like, it's like really kind of nuanced music taste? <laughs> and it's like always a plot point in a weird way. Oh, they made a joke about it this episode, remember? Reese was trying to like have a moment with Adam Scott. And then she's like, of all the times for you not to be playing music loud. Right, right. And then last week, she, of course, knew the perfect Elvis <laughs> song. The the perfect Elvis deep cut. The next time we get together, we're dressing in, for Elvis and Audrey. <laughs> Well, I already thought of this, that one of our birthday parties, we should have a Big Little Lies-themed birthday party. I'm obviously going to be Shailene. (laughs) For the minimum effort. And then I'll be the transition lenses Laura Dern husband. Because I was actually thinking of having a finale party anyway, but you won't be in New York for that. (gasps) Well, maybe I'll fly out for it. Yeah, come out for it. Okay, so from... A television scandal to a real-life scandal. Do you like that? It wasn't wasn't super great, but it was fine. Did you follow this all last week? I think we talked about it. The Kate Middleton, Prince William ski trip slash nightclub dancing scandal. I followed it from afar, but to me, like, the saddest thing about this all, the most scandalous, was William's dance move. So it was, like, too sad for me. So I'll set the scene, and then we're going to get into the details, because I have some questions for you. So for those who don't follow the royal family super closely, as I do in my day-to-day... Josh is Vanity Vanity Fair's royal expert. So there was this very big deal ceremony on Monday of last week. This is the ceremony last year that commemorated the Queen's 90th birthday. So this year, obviously, it's not quite the same because who cares? She's just 91. But also, it's like, you know, it's like a ceremony that everyone's supposed to come to. William was nowhere to be seen, and it was like kind of weird. And when the photos came out, it was like Harry and Charles and Camilla... 
and the Queen, but William was and Kate, Kate there. No, William and Kate were oh. not there, and neither were George and Charlotte. So it was a little bit like why. And then maybe like a few hours later, TMZ. They don't really traffic in royal news very often unless there's like scandal opportunity, like when Prince Harry's naked in Las Vegas or whatever. They posted a video that showed William at this like nightclub in Switzerland. And they were like, oh, the reason William wasn't at the event today was because he was at the ski trip with like his boys over the weekend and didn't make it back in time to London. And he's in this club. You saw the video, right? It's like a close Zoom they kind of do. And his dance moves are the most, I don't know, dorky dad. Like, I don't even know. They're like, you you have to, if you haven't seen it, just search, you know, like embarrassing Prince William dance or whatever. You know, like George and Charlotte immediately like <laughs> face palms. <laughs> it's a little weird though. He's like alone in the club. He's not doing anything scandalous. It's not like he's getting close and grinding with some woman or anything like that. Well, the most scandalous thing is at one point he touches another yeah. kind of hip, but he could have been leaning in to hear what she had to say. It's unclear because it's so grainy. I did a close analysis of this video on Friday afternoon with Kiara, our coworker. So you see him in this video that like, there's one, there's two separate videos. There's one where he's just dancing by himself. And there's another, as you say, where he is kind of talking to this woman. He puts his hand like on her waist, basically. Then she moves the hand like sort of off her waist and then like puts her hand on his shoulder kind of. It's weird. She almost, I feel like, knew that this could be construed weirdly. But because she moves it, it almost makes it more scandalous, I feel like. Right. Because she kind of is like, oh, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea about this. But then it makes you wonder, like, should we be getting the wrong idea about this? And then at some point, like, doesn't he put on a girl's fedora? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, yeah. See, you're, you're deep in this, too. So he's on the ski trip with his boys. Kate, George, and Charlotte were not there and it was like all these guys that he's hung out with for forever including one of the guys i'm pretty sure who was with harry in vegas so this guy is not a good influence but there was like a australian model who's like 24 who was also with them who's really using her moment here there's been like eight different stories i've seen of like all of her instagram photos and he in a very flirtatious move i if i remember correctly from when i was in like middle school and you were trying to like be really flirty you like steal someone's hat you know so i he, love just the <laughs> visual of you in middle school stealing someone's fedora and walking you know, around like with going it. up to the captain of the football team and taking his hat but like basically she he's walking around with her fedora which is even flirtier that he took hers i feel right And then there's also pictures of her just with the group having beers and hanging out. In between skiing. And doesn't William high-five her at some point? Yeah, William high-fived her. Which is less flirtatious to me than the the hat thing. I feel like a high-five is not sexy. No. Well, wait, (laughs) what would your response have been if you were Kate and you're seeing these photos? So Kate reportedly is less than pleased was the take on that which like to me is like yeah obviously but i would be really pissed if i was her i don't know like i I, not because i think anything he did is so bad but because given their high profiles like right it, it just it makes it look like there's something up or that i don't know he missed an event for this and then also there was all this outcry in london because he hasn't really been attending very many events all year. And like, he doesn't seem like he's working that hard. And like, you know, the taxpayers pay, you know, like there's all these kind of theoretically obligations of things they're supposed to be doing and he's not really doing them. But then wasn't he dancing to Happy or something? I saw this other Daily Mail article. And then when he and Kate went to Paris, 
like 48 hours after this whole thing broke, there was a children's choir and they had prepared the same song that he was dancing scandalously to in the fedora. Wait, I didn't even know that. I love that. But right. I agree with you that Kate would be kind of annoyed. Well, would you care? Like if you were Kate? I mean, part of me feels like Kate is sort of like, you know, they've been married a long time. They have two kids. Maybe these things don't really phase her. But like they don't have very many scandals at all. This is not their terrain. You know, I can't even remember since they've been married anything quite like this. Right. I think it's just kind of unflattering to him. Like, he knows that people are already going to jump on any little thing he does. But the fact that he, like, skipped his grandmother's big ceremony, like, was it worth it? Yeah, was it worth it to, like, you know, have four beers and, like, high-five a model? (laughs) I think you can high-five a model anyway. I also just don't really get... Do the ski trip a different weekend? Was this such an important ski trip? I don't know. Just it doesn't, it feels a little weird to me, honestly. Right. Well, I do love. So after, when did they go to Paris? They had oh, right. Okay. So then, all right. So yeah. So we, so after this all happens, Kate's upset. They had this previously planned trip to Paris. This reminds me of like when you get in an argument with someone or like if you break up with someone or they didn't break up, but you know what I mean? Like you get in something bad, but then you already have plans to go to like a wedding with them in three weeks and like you can't avoid that. You know what I mean? It's like it almost right. was lucky for William because Kate was like, oh, damn it. Like, I can't be that mad at him. We have to go to Paris this weekend. So then they went to Paris and they did all these appearances over the course of 48 hours. Right. And either she does not care or else she has the best poker face in the world because there are all these photos of her laughing, smiling, huge smile right next to William. I would enroll in her poker face program right now. She really does. You're right. There's a few, though, I have to say I saw. I mean, but that's the thing that there are so many photographs taken of them whenever they go to anything that it's kind of hard to make any inclusive judgments. But there's a few where they look strained and it's like tense. I saw one where she's kind of like looking aside out of a window and he's kind of looking past her. (laughs) But I feel like you can pick a photo for your narrative, though, and there's like so many to pick from. But I agree. Most of them, she looks happy. She knows how to turn it on. She's really good at, you know, playing the part. Right, but for the, like the royal family where every little thing, even, you know, a couple attending a wedding together for the first time is like a major stage in a relationship, I guess I, I understand where she would be really mad. But maybe she's just kind of, you know, holding on to the receipts here. Or maybe she's doing, exa- well, maybe she's doing some, one of those like you go through all the motions of the Paris trip and they get back to the hotel and she's like, don't speak to me. You know, like she's like, she knows exactly how to like play it right for the cameras. And then when they get back to the hotel, it's like done. She's like, I don't even want to hear a thing you have to say to me. But I want to think that Kate has a really good sense of humor and she's going to find a way to like stick this to him, whether it's, I don't know, giving him a fedora for his next birthday or (laughs) I don't know what else she would do, like a calendar, a Sports Illustrated calendar with that model on it. Oh, that would be really funny. That would be a really good approach. You should be like a counselor or therapist or something. I know, Kate, hire me. I'm available. Now, I must know, do we think... Anything about all the attention Megan and Harry are getting has anything to do with this. <laughs> I, oh. I, was, I was trying, I was trying really hard to figure out what like a Megan link here is, and I don't really know why that would cause William to act out, but maybe something is triggering this. <laughs> Interesting. I don't really know, but maybe he's missing the days when he was, you know. God, what I would pay to see the pages in Kate's dream journal. (laughs) 
I know. Like this. angry etching. Oh, okay. Well, actually, maybe here's a different question. Do you think Megan has reached out to Kate to be like, hey, girl, just thinking of you? I think she maybe texted or something like, you know, this is when the dream journal like really <laughs> comes in handy. Oh, my God. Like, just <laughs> a reminder. I feel like Kate would throw her phone into the fire if she got that text from Megan. Like, just like, tur- like twisting the knife a little bit, you know? Right, right. But I'm sure like Megan and Harry are kind of gossiping about this. Mm-hmm. now i'm sure they're loving that gossip yeah megan's like oh like are you gonna go on a ski trip when i'm married to you <laughs> and i'm sure harry just personally loves when william is like depicted as the wild royal well that's another interesting question maybe this is very conscious and like they're somehow trying to distract from some big scandal coming out soon like maybe megan's pregnant <laughs> i don't know oh you think this is all part of a devious plan i feel like kate would do really well in the big little lies universe <laughs> like i feel like i feel like she has all these like secrets she has to keep really like close she needs like a nicole or a, i guess she needs she's more of a nicole i think she needs a reese i really love imagining kate's big little lies ritual because i feel like charlotte and george are in on it too like charlotte like starts the popcorn and george, george like, pours kate's rosé and they like reenact that opening sequence where they all walk in that single file line at the party that would be my dream if i could see kate george and charlotte reenacting that <laughs> one person who i know is unhappy about this is the queen by the way i feel like the queen does not like this kind of thing right because she has been duty bound yeah since, like she works super hard i remember seeing some stat last year about like who goes to the most events and she goes to so many events i can barely go to like one person's dinner party <laughs> she goes to like eight a day i know and she doesn't phone it in with the shailene she does nicole every single time oh shout out to one of our in the limelight twitter followers too who also made a kate megan big little lies connection which is like playing to all of our loves remember there was like that scene last night where reese and shailene and nicole are running by the water right and then he was saying in his tweet to us that he assumes Megan hopes one day that would be her Kate and Pippa running by the water oh. together, which like I thought was great because, you know, Megan would love nothing more than the first time she gets that brunch invite from Kate and Pippa. Oh, my God. Which, which is an invite that's never coming. I'm sorry to say, Megan. <laughs> OK, on that loving note, <laughs> Tracy Anderson. Oh, actually, this, this is a good transition, speaking of exercise and running and being outdoor. Do you know Tracy? Have you been to a Tracy Anderson class? Do you know anything about her? No. All I know is that our friend Kiara does the classes, which means to me that she's like independently wealthy. <laughs> aren't the classes like $50? Yeah, Kiara is getting so many shout outs in this episode. We love you, Kiara. We do. Tracy Anderson, for those who aren't up on their like celebrity trainers, she kind of rose to fame because 10 years ago she started training Gwyneth Paltrow. And they have since become these amazing friends, or so they say. And they're now, just had to add in like a little skeptical note there. They're now business partners. They have all these business ventures together. And she has kind of become this celebrity workout fitness guru. Tracy Anderson also trains Jennifer Lopez, Lena Dunham now as well. So she kind of has a diverse range of clients. And she already has a bunch of different studios across the country, but she just opened what they're calling her flagship studio. So I went to the opening of it last week, and 
It's in this old movie theater. It's kind of this like interesting space on 59th Street. And it looks still like a movie theater, honestly, from the outside, because they still have the marquee up and everything. But then if you look at what it says on the marquee, it's not like, you know, La La Land. It's like, work out here. <laughs> so it's like, it's like you start to get that something's a little funny. Oh, It's a little bit disorienting because the inside of it is like a movie theater, just in terms of how it's constructed. But then everything's like exercise themed. and like Oh a man, training. it's kind of like a bait and switch though. <laughs> you think you're just in for like a... <laughs> A night of relaxation and like yeah, and then you delicious get in and concession like, snacks. It's like avocado juice and like a bar to lean on when you like pass out after the workout. Anyway, so it was a very interesting event to dress for, I felt, because... Right. Do you wear like spandex? So Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor, who's her co-producer for, you know, that runs Girls with her, they were both wearing full-on workout clothes. And a lot of people took that approach. So I'd say like maybe a quarter of the people there were wearing their like workout clothes. But it was like a party. There was like champagne and a DJ. So then like the other half were kind of these like you know, wearing like really sophisticated dresses and like pantsuits. And like, so it was a very weird mix of attire. I was in a one piece spandex leotard outfit. So it was just like, you know, all sorts of clothes. Obviously, Tracy was there because it's her gym. So I got to talk to her and I talked to Lena Dunham as well. And Gwyneth did not show, which I was obviously She pulled a William. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did off high-fiving a model and no she was actually okay so it's a little so there's a big snowstorm in new york last week on tuesday and this event was on wednesday so it was the day after like a really big storm and the word is that gwyneth missed because she couldn't fly from la because of the snowstorm which you know I'm not trying to cast any, you know, a spurt, you know. <laughs> well, you did by saying the word is. Never... Again, it was not just a fact. It was but so, like so she, an allegation. I, I mean, if anything, I'm just upset because I was looking forward to chatting with her. Anyway, Gwyneth didn't come, but it was kind of exciting and everyone went a little bit mad. All the photographers were losing their minds because she FaceTimed Tracy to, like, say hi and give her support and then Lena Dunham held the phone. So like Lena Dunham was holding up a phone with Gwyneth Paltrow on it on FaceTime. And then the photographers were like yelling at Lena, like, hold up the phone to my face. Like, put it on the ground. Put Gwyneth there. Like, hold Gwyneth up. And like, it was like, extremely weird. It was like, make Gwyneth brighter. And like, meanwhile, <laughs> Gwyneth is just waving, looking beautiful on FaceTime. Like, no one's ever looked on FaceTime. You know, everyone looks like blurry and distorted and like right. horrible. She looks like, she looks like she's on the cover of Vogue on Lena Dunham's <laughs> phone. And then I saw on her Instagram, she posted her side of it. And it looked like she had like a full getup. So I guess she dressed as if she was going to an event for this FaceTime. I kind of wish you had been there because I feel like you and me would have... I always wish you were always with me. But I kind of wish you'd been there especially for this because it's just such a bizarre... This mixture of like really rich moms, young sort of like fitness trainers. I don't know, just like a strange mix of different people. Did they serve food? Or was it just champagne? Well, I thought, I thought that was kind of weird. So they had, or not weird, but just they had Fiji water, they had champagne, everyone was partaking in that, and they had a giant bowl of guac and chips. <laughs> and I was like, I've never wanted to eat guac less. Any other situation, like if I'm, any, it doesn't matter where I am, like I could be like in the emergency room, bring me guac, I'm going to like dunk my head in it. But like in that setting, you don't want to eat guac, you're around like the most fit, Tracy Anderson's like, uh, uncanny physical specimen. You don't want to be like sticking chips down your throat when that's happening around you. Well, 
wait, I want to hear about your interaction oh, with Tracy. So, yes, I've been excited. I actually don't think I've told you this yet. So, Tracy and I were chatting. We were talking about Gwyneth and their friendship. And you know, she was telling me about the movie theater. She was explaining that the reason she really liked it was in a movie theater is the idea is that she wants you to think you're the movie star of your own life. That's a little convoluted, <laughs> but I like the sentiment behind it. Well, I just thought it was funny, too, because like I asked, like, do a lot of people come into you saying, like, I want to look like Jessica Alba. I want to look like Meghan Markle, whoever. Right. And she and she said, no, she can't stand that. She thinks that's like the problem with the world of fitness these days, that people want to look like celebrities so badly instead of trying to look like their best personal self, their best Julie Miller, you know? Oh, of course. (laughs) So, but it's kind of funny because she's also a legit, you know, very successful trainer in her own right. But like, you know, the fact that Gwyneth and her are so associated, the celebrity component is such, it was so wrapped up in her. So it's kind of a funny thing for her, I felt like to say. But... She said, well, "Wait, did she give you any counsel here? Because so, she okay, so she said, very enticing. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really building this up. So she's telling me how these insane these workouts are, and then there's like a video behind where I turn and I see, and like everyone looks like they're in prison, basically on this feed. It's like everyone's so sweaty and just like trying to lift up their leg and look like they can barely do it. It's like you know, like that kind of video. And I said to her, I don't know how anyone does these videos, you know, like." I, I, I just feel like, you know, or, or however it does these workouts. And then she was like, well, you know, yeah, it's all about just like feeling like you're connected to your body. She said, it's about doing what you can do. You know, you, you might not be able to do the full workout, but it's about feeling like you can connect to your own body. And it was like the way she was describing it was captivating. And I was like thinking to myself, and I don't know, like she, she there's something powerful about what, her, what she's selling. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like I could really use that for myself. I'd love to feel more connected to my body. And then she said, come on in, like, I'm going to help you. It was like a very intense moment we had. And she said she wants me to come by the movie studio and be my own movie star, basically. Oh my gosh, Josh, you have to. And like get more aligned with my own body, which like God knows I could use. So I'll be there with a camera crew (laughs) waiting. I want to capture this all. (laughs) I think you have to do it with me now. Oh, I would love that. We're going to get matching lycra. Do you know that you actually do it with weights strapped around your ankles too? So it's like you put your legs up in the air, but there's like, is this normal? I, have no, I know nothing about working out. But like, just, there's like weights all, all over your body. So everything you're doing is like extremely agonizing. Oh, wow. That seems very advanced. Well, is it dancing? Because isn't her workout kind of like a dancing type thing? Yeah, I think so. Or Kiara was saying half of it's cardio half of it's like strength oh right okay and but she was telling me a lot of times people like you know you come into the workout and you can't do it all and that's fine like you know there's different levels some people can do every move and some can't wow are you a big fitness person (laughs) (laughs) i think i think previous as the previous story makes clear Yes, I'm really a big fitness person. Lena, also, interesting note, uh, Lena, I asked her about Gwyneth and Tracy, and I said, what do you think people would be surprised to know about them? And she said she thinks like everyone has this sense that they're trying to sell this kind of 24-7 fitness queen, can't take a minute to like, you know, hang out and be fun and have a life. And she said that's so not what they're like. They're super fun. They're, they, they use super dirty language. They love to just like, you know, hang out, drink champagne, She's like, they're just like really cool girls. And then she she thinks they don't get enough credit for that. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder how long you have to go to those classes before you are inducted into that little circle yeah, until, of friends. I don't think I don't think that happens to anyone who's not, I don't know, of a certain like <laughs> number of Instagram followers. I'm wondering how soon it's going to be until like Lena Dunham FaceTimes you at the opening of a Tracy Anderson studio. What if I become the next, Tracy's next Gwyneth if I just start going? <laughs> okay, and then lastly, I know we, we want to talk about this is like after fitness into like fattening olive oil (laughs) but angelina and brad's new olive oil because they have a vineyard in france where they sell what is it miraval rosé which is very good rosé i must say so like after they got divorced they're still doing this venture together weirdly even though they're divorced is that right Uh, Well, I kind of love that they feel like they can't disappoint their consumers, so they're going to carry on with the rosé. They couldn't personally continue, but professionally. I just love that. Does it bother you at all to think that you would be like drinking rosé developed by like a divorced couple, or does that not bother you? No, I mean, I wouldn't like, you know, exclusively serve it at my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I see what you're saying. But they've been making this rosé for a number of years, right? Right. You've had it. I don't think I have, actually. It's really good. What does it taste like? It tastes like rosé. It's not too sweet. It's very delicious. I think it's actually won some awards. But I just love the idea of, like, thinking about Knox and Viv, like, at the vineyard. I love Lucy-style stomping (laughs) grapes. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely feel like they're the kind of family that, like, when they're drinking the rosé, like, the kids are allowed to have a sip. Right. Definitely. <laughs> they already have a more refined palate than I know, we do. I'm sure. Okay. So they're also doing olive oil now. Right. And this is news to me. Okay. So I, we, all I know is that they just recently released this. So it's like started since, which is why it was interesting to me. Because I know they've been doing the rosé for a while. That was before. But now they're apparently like have new products coming down the pipeline, including this joint olive oil that they're coming out with. The product is described as a velvety oil with notes of almonds and hazelnut, pungent and spicy with a scent of fresh cut grass. I don't know if I need a hazelnut <laughs> or fresh cut grass in my olive oil. I'm just so confused by this because like who thinks of Angie and Brad and like immediately <laughs> associates it with saturated fat? So so then so the, the, it's popped up in two stores in France. And then I guess that's how like reporters got onto the case. So it's been in a few stores in France. And then now apparently they're going to do a limited run in the U.S. coming soon. But only 40,000 bottles of the olive oil. It's like going to be like a hot commodity, I guess. I mean, I feel like Maddox must be running this company or something because who else? They're too busy with other things to <laughs> well, be it's like... Just like... It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, can't, I don't really fully get it because it's not like they have a full-on like goop-style empire that mandates they keep coming out with a new... You know what I mean? Like the way Gwyneth is always like, now I'm doing vitamins, now I'm doing this. But like, it's sort of just like, why? Like, why olive oil? Right. Maybe that was Pax's passion project. Like if a kid's like, you know, doing some sort of nice drawing and then you're like, oh, like, let's be supportive of this and send them to art camp next summer. My gosh, how do we import some of this olive oil? Yeah, I think we should do a tasting. I don't know what we would try it with. What does one have olive oil with? (laughs) Well, we'll get rosé and then maybe just some nice bread. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Like when we went to, uh, what's the place with the bread that... Oh, Ray Publique. Yes, that Beyonce and Jay-Z love. 
we have to do like a whole cooking themed episode at some point because also there's the Meghan Markle recipes that we've never tried that populate her lifestyle site. We've never even given a second thought to. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather make a Meghan Markle themed meal or a Brad and Angelina themed meal? I would rather make any themed meal over watch an episode of Suits. <laughs> wow. That just had to get, we had to get that and like dig it in the last minute there. Well, what do you think? I don't know. No, I... About this olive I, oil. I don't know. I guess olive oil and rosé doesn't really constitute much of a meal, though. <laughs> like we could... They must have some other way we could figure out. I don't know what... Andrew, I know. Does Rachel Ray feel threatened? Doesn't she have like a, an olive oil? We should do a taste test, honestly. Like Angelina's right. olive oil versus Rachel Ray's. A blind taste <laughs> test would just really prove how incompetent we are. <laughs> and, and then I'll go to Tracy Anderson after that. That will be like how the whole day wraps up. Anyways, that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners. Let us know what you think of the latest happenings on Big Little Lies. If you've tried Angelina Jolie's Rosé, if you've tried Tracy Anderson, all sorts of things to let us know about. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss these subjects. We've really been appreciating the Big Little Lies feedback. You can also follow us individually at Julie W. Miller. And I'm Jay Duboff. And also you can follow us on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Alana Milner. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thank you guys for joining us. And until next week, no bad energy.